Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. Oh, I'd like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We each and every Saturday from 7 to 9 a.m. And you're always welcome to join with us. It's a lot going on, a lot of things happening, a lot of things that's just wow, just from the weather. Uh, to sports, to you name it, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. And uh, right now, the hottest thing in sports is that uh, Dallas hit a home run in hosting the women's NCAA championship game. Cut it down a little bit. Cut, cut, cut me down. I can't get myself. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And um, when we see that uh, the city did a great job doing. But and that got a little publicity, but the uh, big publicity behind that is the way uh, the media, and I'm so glad that the nation got to realize that these people, these these pundits who we announce in these games and giving you all the stuff behind the scenes, the fillers and all of this and that. You see how racist they are and have been for years. They are. And they got caught in their own stupor. They had a white superstar. And boy, she, because she, she can play. She can shoot. Oh, Lord, she can shoot. But... She did things, and I've been doing things for for years. They tell me, and taunting and going on, and and uh, but the black girl played for LSU. Did her like that, and when they saw that, they went crazy. They went downright crazy. Uh, calling her all kind of names and everything, and but they didn't realize they they shot their own selves in the foot when they kept playing it. They saw the white girl that did this first, had done this before she did it, putting her hand in front of her face. Now this this was really basically nothing, but these clowns made something out. Of it, made a big situation out of it. It's sad. It's sad, and they, and they, when, when the black girl did it to the white girl, oh Lord, have mercy. It's sad, but it's like that. They re, they report the news so slanted. Many of them, they report it so slanted that it's just totally ridiculous. What has happened? What is going on? People, you got your TV in front of you. You have your ears on your head. And believe your lying eyes. Believe your misunderstanding ears. Because they said things really throw you off and make you really 
gravitate to the one that's wrong. They do that on purpose. Oh, yes, they do that. So we're going to have to start watching with a third eye. Oh, yes. Watching with four ears. Listening, I'm sorry, with four ears. So what's going on? Listen to what's going on. Watch what's going on. You would never, ever, really believe everything they say. Never again, would you? If you really listen to them. See for yourself. You watching it, they're interpreting what's happening for you. And many times, they interpret it wrong. And that's what we have even, we've been so grossly miseducated about life that we accept miseducation without a question. How many of us really rely on most of the interpretations of the Bible right now? How many of you rely on that? On these gross interpretations that have been passed down through to us through the centuries. Grossly misinterpretation, grossly misleading. Misleading you away from the truth. Got you thinking that Christianity started in with mostly whites and they were around and they and they were these people that we read about in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and on and on, make you think Paul and all of these others, make you think of Ezekiel, Daniel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, make you think these people were white. These people were not white. These people were black. But we don't get it. We don't get it. Because those who teach you and preach to you basically have grown up the same way you did. They think their way without really studying. Really what's said, and it would put a different angle, a different slant on it. If they only knew who these people were and what they really meant, what they said. Oh, boy. They put some stuff on us that, that degrades us, put us down, have us always hating one another, disliking one another. And really, it's a sad situation that has happened to us. And this is why we have so much turmoil. Now, I'm glad it's coming open. And you can reach me. You can reach me at 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Pierre? All right, good morning. We have uh, Gerald on the line one. Gerald? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Gerald. Good morning, Brother Burnett. Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brother Burnett? Yes. Let me say this, yeah. I wasn't a bully, but I used to beat up bullies. And all the way from pre-school in 1971, 
Mm-hmm. And then I turned around. I wouldn't beat up the person that didn't bullet, but I instilled them courage and brave to, to help be brave and fight back. Because a bully don't bully you until you turn around and stand up to them and knock the heck out of them. Mm-hmm. And I dealt with that on all levels of, of uh, race, from white to black to Spanish and all. And that's the way it is in society with these uh, in society now. When you let a person know that you will put your foot into them, they ain't gonna bother you. Because for one thing, you gotta understand death. Death is ordained. And when you're willing to die for your peace or kill to have peace, they go on this thing of preempt, preemptive. That means not letting some, stopping something happening before it occur, like maintenance. But with people, you don't have to do no preemptation. It's, it's, it's come from, from mainly, of what they've done down through history. Mm-hmm. And it passes on, passes on. And you as an individual, got to protect yourself and protect your family. Mm-hmm. And once they know that you would do to them what they do to you and yours, they will be hesitant about doing it to you. It, it becomes so so prevalent now. It, it, it's like we do to you and you can't do nothing. You better not do nothing about it. Or not that you better not do anything about it. You ain't going to do anything about it because you're scared. And that's where it got to come in. And we got to teach our society and I ain't just saying with blacks, but mainly things are happening to blacks. You don't let a person do to you. And 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 like this girl done to the to, done to her. And we we as a, a a whole gotta let the media know. You portray this that that's what she done. She just turned around and did it back to him. It's like tit for tat. But hey, <laughs> you do to me, I'm gonna do to you. And that's all I gotta say. Thank you for taking my call. All right, all right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Quick, for your call. Alrighty. And close the line, 972-647-1893-972-647-1893. You think some things have died down in America. The only thing to die down is Amer- in America is we as a people feel like anytime we feel like we have a little victory or want something, we're the ones who die down. Instead of remaining vigilant. Oh, I get tired of you and all this. I get tired of well, you're not tired as you're gonna be. When something really bad starts in this country, you're not going to be nearly as tired as you are going to be. It's going to be a, ter- a terrible time. It's headed because we see it. I see it. I see it for so many reasons. I never... See, years ago, when I first started this program, 
people was willing to listen, whether they agree or disagree with you. But people now have a hostile ignorance about them, and they will don't mind letting you know. They don't mind. They don't mind letting you know this hostile ignorance that they have. They, well, what are you talking? I'm just talking about CRT, critical race theory. It wouldn't let you know. We don't want to talk in our school. We don't want that talk. Why? Why you don't want it talked? Why you don't want the world to know? Most people in the world, around not in America, know about the history of America. Why they don't want the truth taught? You should know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Why? Why is it the truth is not to be taught in American schools? That means that makes the educational system nothing but a pack of liars, which they are. They are a pack of liars. And then by them being such liars, I wake people up and think about what have I learned already? Have I learned the truth? No, you haven't. They were lying about the stuff you already got. Go and research it, you'll find. Many lies have been told about America. 972-647-1893. Oh, y'all filling the lines up. Thank you, y'all filling them up. Yes. And it's, it's one of those things that... We have to press. Bring the truth out. Shame the devil. Are the devils? Bring the truth out. All right. All right. Bring me up one of those calls, uh, Pierre. Uh, yeah, we have Leon on the line one. Leon. Yeah. All right. Good morning, Leon. Good morning, everybody. Uh huh. Yes. Uh, you know that that double standard that you that you uh, let off your program with. Uh, that's you know that's something that uh, is across the board. Uh, uh, as we were saying earlier this morning, the way they did the, the black representatives in Tennessee, putting them out of mm-hmm. the legislature, but they let the white lady stay in. Yep, and so, she protested. Just she got with those two brothers and protested. Right. Yeah. So. So it's, it's trans, it transcends sports. It goes into uh, real oh. life across the board. Oh, you're so right. It's, it's in every walk of life, every part of life. You're going to find racism. People right. don't believe it, but it's there. Yes. Right. And people don't want to acknowledge it until it happens to them, and then it's too late. Yeah. They start screaming and hollering then. They want somebody to help them then. Yes, you're so right. So uh, just keep up the good fight, and uh, I hope the listeners understand that it's very important to, to keep this line of communication open. Oh, yes, they do that. They do that. I have the best audience in America. 
the best audience. I have a great audience. I have people that are very awake. Many are educated, many are just got common day, everyday sense, common sense. Right. And that's and that's that's great. That's grand. I got the best audience. Yeah, I don't have to jump on it and keep hopping on that all that. No, my audience. No, I'm for them. They know it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Wow, it's break time already, Pierre. Yeah. My goodness. My time really did fly. This 720. All right. Y'all can reach me at 972-647-1893, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to All right. We're back on Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We each and every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. All righty. Uh, 972-647-1893 is the number to call and bring me one on, Pierre. Yeah, we have uh, Mike uh, on line three. Mike? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? So, I almost every morning I know we disagree in a lot of issues, but I still enjoy your show. Uh, I have one question for you. Earlier you were talking about the PRP. Do you understand the difference between PRP and African American history? Well, I, I, did, I missed that. Uh, I didn't understand it. Just say it again. Do you understand the difference between PRP? versus African-American history? Uh, they're similar. And they have some of the same things. Now, I have an expert will be on today with CRT. He will be here at 8 o'clock like he is every second Saturday in the month. And it's basically, it'll end up, what a lot of people don't like, it ends up toward reparations. And that's not what it's all about. That's not all of it. But it does, there is a lot of African-American history in CRT. Yeah, yeah you, are, you are 100% right, if I may interrupt you. Yes, there is an African-American history in CRT. But CRT has nothing to do with specifically with African-American history. It was actually designed by the... It was actually designed for higher education people so that they can realize there is difference so that they can analyze what kind of impact it has caused. That was not designed for someone to learn in high school. If you actually have read the whole thing, it is basically the derivative of Karl Marx's theory, divide and conquer. You say you got it in high did you you didn't say you got it in high school, did you? That is not designed for high school students. Huh? That's actually designed for higher education, for graduate I know, education. I know. Uh, in That's fact, you want to teach kids it's, to hate. a lot of it was designed for lawyers, huh? To integrate us. Martin Luther King works to integrate people. He said, I have a dream. Why would you want to take that one away and divide the race? Wait a minute, I'm having a problem understanding. People. Did you say Dr. Martin Luther King said, let's integrate people? 
No, no. Michael, Michael Luther King said, I have a dream. He wanted the people to integrate. He wanted the white, black, every race people to be equal. He taught equality. Critical race theory is not teaching equality. It's creating division. Why don't you teach a specific African-American history teach what we have African-American have passed? Well, these same people that... The same people that's against CRT is against African American history t- uh, being taught. They are not. Huh? Because they are not. That is what taught. That was. Well, well, wait a minute. Wait, hold on. What you say? You say they are not the same people that don't want African American history taught? No, they are not. Yes, uh, yes, no they part. are. Many of them. They're the same people. They don't want the history of this nation to be taught to nobody because they're ashamed of what their forefathers did. Yes. Well, where, where are you from? Okay, let's, let's talk about... Well, no, 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 no. I ask you a question. Where are you from? I'm from East Africa. All right, why did you come to America? I came in 1984. I didn't say when. I said where. Why? Texas. Why did you come here? Because this is the best country in the world. This why? Is why is it country the best country? The why is it the best country in the world? Why? Mm-hmm. Because this is the only country a human being is considered as a human being. Every individual has equal rights. Every individual. No, you t- you giving me some lying stories about what they tell you today. Why is America the greatest country on earth? Because of the Constitution. Because, because of the slavery. Of because of slavery. You had centuries of free labor in America, working from uh, can to can or sun up to sundown, whatever you want to talk it. Free labor by Africans that, 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 that brought America to the greatest trading uh, power in the world, which caused it to take over the world's economy. Slavery did this, man. Don't let nobody is jive you. I don't know what you learned in Africa, but that's, they didn't tell the you world, that. Huh? If I may ask, is there a country in the world where slavery has never existed? Can you tell me one country in the world slavery We're never talking existed? about America. This, this, uh, this, yeah, that's, the countries that you're talking about, here's America. Had great climate. Okay, about America. Uh, How many America? Uh, had great climate. Had great soil. The weather was fantastic, and all of these things, the qualities. But the sun was a was a enemy to Europeans. The sun was an enemy. They tried at first. They tried to build America, but they couldn't. They could have had to go and find some people. They tried several different races of people that that couldn't do it. Only the African could come here. Until this soil from candy cane, from sunup to sundown, and build America, but they were abused, misused, marginalized, everything bad happened over here. And the reason why, the reason why, listen, I'm trying to listen to you. And, And the reason why you came to America is for the great work that your people, your people from Africa came and made America the greatest country on earth. Hello? I agree with that. I Nobody denying that. I agree on that. But the only issue I have with you is that 
The only issue I have is that there were 16 million Africans were stolen from Africa. Yes, 16 million. Out of 16 million people were stolen from Africa, only 4 million of them made it here to the United States. You're going to tell me 56 million people were lost in the Middle Passage? Huh? So what? 16 million slaves were stolen from Africa. But out of those... Well, now that means 56 million was lost in the Middle Passage, right? Could you repeat that, please? Huh? Could you repeat that, please? That meant 56 million, according to you, were lost in the Middle Passage. Yes, sir. Well, now, I, I disagree. It was more than that, and it was more than 4 million made it. But you're still answering your own questions. The reason why that this country is so great today is the leadership and the greatness of the African that was made a slave in America. That's why you are here. You enjoying the work of somebody that you are probably kin to in the past. That, that's, that's an ancestor yours. This is why America is great. It's not because it's just such a wonderful place and all of a sudden uh, it was just blessed with trillions of dollars and all of this and world leadership and world le- No, it was the people that worked and gave their lives to make America great and was yeah, we driven... Agree on that. Huh? Nobody disagreed on that, sir. Well, nobody disagreed on that. The only question I have for you is that why don't we teach the history and instead of trying to divide, to divert the history into the division? Everybody who's against the CRT... What are you saying? What, 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 what are you saying? Okay, what I'm saying specifically is that critical theory is not the history of African America. What? Critical race theory has nothing to do with the history of African America. Again, what is that? I have read it. Wait a minute. What are, what, what, what are you saying that has nothing to do with the history of African America? Okay. Okay, let me uh, let me explain that please. That's actually a good question. African American history is taught about what African American has passed through, what they have accomplished, what got us where we are in, from where we start to where we are in. However, if you are looking at the critical race theory, if you actually have had the chance to read it, it is specifically talking about what what race actually created how race played impact your color played impact on your economical growth how it affected your ancestors how it goes through basically it is blaming the other race for your own failure i mean there is a lot more depth on that oh man you you look here look here you can't say that don't you ever, you should never say that because you're here behind what Africans did. If Africans hadn't been here to till this soil, raise the sorghum, raise tobacco, and I listen to you, and to raise this soil, 
and and do the things they did, you wouldn't think about coming to America. To America to be just like any other country on earth. Wouldn't be the greatest. I thank you. You have a good day. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've had a plenty of time. Come on, cut him out. All right. Now, that clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? So we have uh, Bill on uh, line two. Line two? Yes. All right. Good morning, Bill. Hello, Bill? <laughs> are you going to talk? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on here, best friend. Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, I'm, I've got a big head cold. Yeah. I'm listening to myself. All right. Well, you're on the radio talking now. Okay. Well, okay, Pastor Barnett. This, this, this fella, I've listened several times when he's called. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's the same thing. I mean, <laughs> he, he doesn't understand. And he will never understand that his own people built this country. His right. own people. His own, well, you know? I tried to tell him that. He didn't want to hear that. No, he but, doesn't want to hear that. But here's what. See, so many people that migrate to America from all over the world. America really want to keep that history hid, why it is so great. And yes. the reality of America, had they had those centuries of slavery, it would not be as great as it is today. It wouldn't be great at all. Been just another, no. been just another country. That's all. Anybody, anybody, anybody with any kind of any, any kind of sense at all, you know, uh, knows that deep down inside they know that, and, and the people that are trying to keep the CR, CRT out, especially know that They're the same kind of people that that that, that throughout the the, the the legislatures there in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That, that's the same kind of people that want to keep keep the truth away from everybody. That, that's but, it's the same ilk, same ilk. Yeah. Yes. The same ilk, and, and and their time is coming, Pastor But you're right. We we have slept. We have slept on all the rights that, we, that, that, our, that our ancestors fought for us. Mm-hmm. We have slept on this. You know, we we, we okay. gained some rights, yeah, yeah. whatnot, and we just just took it took it for granted. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely, the far right and these these radical so-called Christian churches, whatever, have, and uh, white supremacists have 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 you know silently put their people in place and whatnot, and we just let it let it go. Mm-hmm. And this is the result of that. Yeah. Well, you see, uh, our people are so misled that those same churches, we call them white churches or whatever, go there and sit and listen to those sermons every Sunday. They pay their money. They pay their money. Uh, They say they enjoy that. But they don't realize they're being misled. Yeah, they've been misled. Now, I'll tell have you, have you if you think I'm lying, have your pastor call me and debate me on that, and I'll show you where. And he knows they know they what they're doing. They, oh no, they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, they know what they're doing, and, and, and these people they don't believe it. 
They yeah. listen to Fox News all day long. It's oh, no. <laughs> and, and it's just propaganda, just 24-7. And, and, and they lie all day long, all 24-7. All day long. They be telling okay, lies. That's all yeah. I wanted to say. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. That clears the line, 972-607-1893. Who do we have? Uh, we have Ray on the line four. Ray? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Ralph. How are you this morning? Fine. How are you this morning? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm getting some feedback. What did you say again? Say that again, Ray. I said, I'm blessed to stay safe and healthy. Oh, good. You're trying to stay safe and healthy. You are safe and healthy. You're telling us, and you want to remain that way. That's good. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really calling in for you're getting a whole lot of static and interference in the station. That's why people contact their engineer or technician get it cleared up. Well, I, I'm having problems hearing some things. Is I'm getting feedback. I'm really getting feedback from your phone. Is and that, also the phone line messed up this morning too. I I think your speaker is uh, on or something like that. Your radio on? The radio or your speaker? I'm on my speaker. Uh oh, you on your speakerphone? Yeah. Well, that's where some of that feedback is coming from. Yes. No, it was coming in before I even called. Uh, can you, can, can you uh, cut your speaker uh, go on just talk into the phone? Yes. You're just talking to the phone. That'll, that'll, that'll kill that feedback. Yeah. I, I said all this interference was coming in the station before I even called. It was coming in before you called. Well, must, something must be wrong with your phone, huh? Yes, all of them were coming in before I called them, but why I didn't get the line. It was hard? Well, the line is full, full of calls. Hello? Yeah, I'm listening, like I said, but all of the interference was coming in before I called because it was hard for me to get in. The line was tied up. Yeah, you got something else you want to talk about? No, well, I just try to listen to the show. I'm enjoying the interview, but like I said, just a whole lot of interference in the system. I'm glad you called and told me about the interference and everything. We'll try to straighten things out because that was some causes I couldn't hear well that they were cutting out. But we thank you for your call, all right? All right, All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're up against a short break at 972-647-1893, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know? All right. All right. We're back, and you can reach me at 972-647-1893. Who have next, Pierre? All right, we have uh, Dale on uh, line three. Dale? Dale. All righty. Good morning, Dale. Yes, huh? Good morning. Yeah, you're doing a great job. And that guy who just called before, uh, uh, two, two calls back, hey, that guy, he's just one of the type of guys, man. He doesn't, 
He's going to come over here to America, and he, no doubt he's probably doing good. Probably got making nice money. He's uh-huh. the type of guy, man, he's going to leave other people behind. Now he done got what he wanted to get. He done got what he, he's satisfied with what he had. Now yeah. he's the type of person he want to leave other folks behind. That's all I'm saying. He's that type of guy, man. Yeah. What you said is on point. And that guy there, yeah, I just don't put a guy like that in no mind, man. You have to watch that guy. He's one of the type of guys that throw a rock in the eyes, man. You know, that's and why, that's why I, I don't I don't let them get away. I'll come down on right, them. Right. I, usually, I hate to come down on people on this radio, but some of them you have to because have to he's gotten a break maybe some other person that looked like him didn't get here right. in America, and he's, he's trying to say, well, the reason why y'all don't have it is it's y'all, 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 y'all are not qualified and all. He, and without the work, of not just yeah. our ancestors, his ancestors too. Without their work, he wouldn't have got to break himself here in America. Yeah. So, uh, so, so it, yeah, it's sad. Yeah. yeah. It's very sad. It's very sad. So I couldn't stand it, man. This guy, like, you know, dude, and no doubt, you probably got a nice little salary. You probably make it, he, he probably, but that can be took away from you just like that, just like he got it. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. You know, he'll leave people behind, man. His own type of people. He'll leave people behind, man. Mm-hmm. So I don't pay nobody like that in attention. But uh, I'm getting ready to go off with work, man. Good job, Sam Barnett. Nice talking to you. Just keep up what you're doing. God bless you. All right. Thank you. Lord bless you. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Uh huh. Close the line. 972 who do we have next, Pierre? Uh, we have uh, Zachary on line four. Zachary? Yes. All right. Good morning, Zachary. Hello? Zachary, are you there? Hello? Yeah. Go yeah. right here. You're on the air. Yeah. You know, uh, listen to what that was saying, uh... And I was playing on my on my phone, and I was digging up some history about the president of this country. Mm-hmm. No, no, everybody want to say that Obama was the first black president that we had, which is not true. No, mm-hmm. um, there was eight presidents, eight white presidents before George Washington. Mm-hmm. And then there was that the one. very first of those eight was a black man. Come back and say that. The very first of those eight was a yeah. black man. Yeah, they had uh, seven mulatto and one dark skinned president. Yeah, Matthew Hanson. They had uh, and they had eight uh, white presidents. Yeah, and, 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 and I looked that up on my on my phone, and uh, and then that that was sixteen presidents from the fifteen hundreds on up to uh, uh, well, they got the independence in seven seventeen seventy six or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you had that when you form a country, you got to have laws of people that made laws and everything mm-hmm. and uh so when, but they just not telling the the, the real truth mm-hmm. that there was other presidents mm-hmm. way before 
See, they 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 hiding the fact that even in the founding of America, before yeah. slavery became so great in America, you had blacks in here leadership in America. They don't want this right. talk. And see, if you're talking about 16, if you start the 16th president, if you start with George Washington in 1777, ah. Uh, that's Abraham Lincoln. He was the 16th. He was the 16th, starting from George Washington. But in reality, he was the 24th president. Yeah. Now, those other eight, that needs to be taught. Well, uh, uh, all of our people need to learn true American history. Yes. Well, see, they, ain't gonna, they don't want you to know that history because... I looked it up on my app, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and they had all those presidents listed, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, they're there. So, so, and so, today, yeah, I'll be honest about it, those mulattoes today would be considered black because right. they, they, they had come up with the one drop of blood thing, that if you have one drop of uh, African blood, you can't be white. So uh, it really would have been, it really would have been eight presidents, eight black presidents before George Washington. So, but they don't want that talk. They don't want that talk. You, you You have to talk low when you speak, things like that. They don't want. They don't. They, 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 they don't want. They, they don't want to hurt. Whisper and tell me that, okay? Yes. Yeah. Don't. Yes. Don't. 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 Don't say that out loud. You're you gonna make somebody <laughs> mad. <laughs> Telling the truth well, on know, America. Yes. It is true, man. George Washington was not the first president no. of this country. He was not. That would be. That would be over two hundred years. You know, yeah. when the first, first, uh, well, see, the first black people that came to America, they were not slaves. No, they were not. They, they were explorers. No, yeah, they, they, they came here. And, and, well, you know, I'm, I'm sure they probably came from England. Who? You know, those, those Africans? No, they didn't come from England. They came. Well, they came from. Uh, they came from the African continent. And that you did have some that was stolen out of uh, Italy, Rome, and brought here. You had some there because you had a lot of people in uh, in in Italy, a lot of black people. See, Italians will not tell you, but they are heavily mixed with African, African descent, Italians, Spanish people, Portuguese, all of those. They are heavily mixed with uh, their foreparents. A lot of them had Africans as foreparents. Thank you for your well, call. Yes, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, like, okay, okay. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, that clears the line. 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, uh, Pierre? Uh, Jackson on the line two. Jackson? 
All righty. Good morning, Jackson. Good morning, sir. Can you hear me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I just uh, recently heard some information on the repudiation of the Discovery Doctrine of 1493, <laughs> and it was done by the Pope himself of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. 1492. All right, we got you. Is it, was it 1492? Yes, uh-huh. Okay, now, the, they did, they, they recently did that, the Pope uh, and the Catholic Church. He repudiated the discovery doctrine, the, well, the doctrine of discovery. And, you know, they said they, this was done mm-hmm. after uh, Columbus discovered America. Now, uh, when, this, when Columbus discovered and when he came, he... He encountered people here. Now, who would those people if Africans came to to do everything? Who were the people? Well, they the Pope said they were indigenous. Well, you had Africans here. You had what they call later call the American Indian here, and uh, had that had built some great some great things in America. The pyramids we find there in Central South America had been built. There were many great things. See, that's the biggest lie. But, well, Columbus discovered America. That was, yeah, yeah, I've always asked, how can you discover something that people were already here and the country was developed uh, in some ways, in their ways, but we have to understand you know the story about Eric the Red? No, sir, I don't know that story. How about, well, Leif Erikson, that's the same, you same story. Eric, Eric the Red? Yeah, Eric the Red. Leif Erikson, they came here before Columbus. And I'm yes, talking sir. about Europeans. He, yes, see, sir. Columbus wasn't the first European to come here. Before, you know, that, that doctrine of discovery, that's what they said. When I looked it up, they said this is how the uh, the European world was going, and the church was going, uh, this is what they used to, how they were going to treat the people that they encountered. Meaning, meaning they're, they're going to take everything, they're going to mm-hmm. kill everything, mm-hmm. and no matter whatever religion they had, this doctrine here made it okay for them to come in and do whatever they did to the people that was already here. Well, you're so right because they did that not only here, all over the world. All over. This is why they could go around and say the sun never sets on the British Empire because they went all over the world. They first would send their missionaries in. Then they would send them in with pretty beads and different things like that and win the friendship of the people. And before the people knew it, they were encompassed, surrounded by before, weapons that would take them, make, move them out. Yes, huh? But, 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 you know, by this by this being, you know, by the Pope repudiating this type of document, uh, what does that mean for people of color that this document uh, did so much to control? Well... Here's the irony of that. Three of the first five popes were black. Did you know that? Didn't know that, but I'm not. I'm not surprised. Yes, 
Oh, they they keep they covered up. They keep it covered up. And the pope, one pope, is the one who sanctioned slavery in the Western world. I always tease people, you know, and say like in they say in the beginning darkness was on the face of the earth, and God said, "Let it be light." When they're talking about the darkness, it was just people of of uh, African descent of of color all over the world, and in the. The Europeans who said, okay, they come in with this doctrine, we're going to give them a new life. You know what I'm saying? That, I, I always tease people about that when they say, God say, let it be light. You know, a lot of people thought they were like God, but, you know, they, they wanted to change the, the face of the earth. Well, they probably said, let there be death. Because yeah. a lot of people have died behind their brutal, uh, hateful rules that... It's been tough. I thank you for your right. call. Uh huh. Thank you, sir. Yes. That clears the line. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. All right. Who do we have? Uh, Pierre. Malcolm Robinson on line one. Malcolm, the barrister yes. is there. Yeah. All righty. Bring him on. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning. How are you doing, there, Reverend Barnett? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing fine. Yes. I'm just calling in and stand by for the 8 o'clock hour. I know well, you can get started there. It's five minutes to eight. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, what I was going to say is that uh, have the, I was thinking that you have the callers to call in and ask questions mm -hmm. uh, if you want to do that. Oh, yeah. Get in as many uh, callers questions that we can and uh, just let them go for it and then I will respond based upon the questions that they ask. Uh, a lot of people say they get they get left on hold and they have questions. So Yeah. I tell you what, we'll put you on hold and let me take some callers. Now let them know that you're waiting. Uh, some might want to continue but once when eight o'clock hour we're gonna come exclusively to you. All right? Yes. All right? Would you put him on hold? Put him on hold. And bring me up another call. All right. We have uh, Davey on the line, too. Davey? Yes. All righty. Put him on. Good morning, Davey. How you doing there, Brother Barnett? How you doing? I'm fine. You know that. But Brother Barnett... Mm -hmm. here's, here's something I knew before Google came in. Mm -hmm. October the 9th, and I want everybody to Google this, when is the national holiday of Leif Eric the Red? It'll tell you October the 9th. Right. And it's a national American holiday that don't too few black folks like me and you They went to a colored school, mm -hmm. a Negro colored school. They taught us this in the fifth grade about Lee Eric the Red. I don't forgot I, what grade it was in, but it was way down there, like, like you're saying. Yeah. That was in that fifth grade book. I uh -huh. got almost all of my history books from college and in, 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 uh, uh, elementary school because I wasn't interested in them, but history and music and playing sports. <laughs> well, what got me about that book is the lie they told 
about the first baby ever born in America, who they call Snarry. Yeah. Here's another lie, Brother Barnett. Yeah. John Hanson was the first president of the Continental Congress of right? America. That's right. First Dwight president. Eisenhower. Dwight Eisenhower was a mulatto. John mm. Hamilton was a... I got a list of all these mulattoes. Yeah. And Dwight Eisenhower and Jimmy Carter, both of them mulattoes. That's true, because there are some people in Georgia will tell you they know his few foreparents. Most of them are dead now. But he was, in truth, he was he's a black man. And John Hampton is on the $2 bill. Yeah. You got to know where to find him. He's sitting down with the $2 bill. Mm -hmm. And another lie, the first lie they taught us that we learned our ABCs. We did not learn our ABCs. The ABCs ain't got but 22 signs and symbols. And the 10th mm -hmm. sign and symbol in the ABCs is a J, and they all capital. We learned our alphabet. The first thing that white folks taught us in school was a lie. And we well, went home and said, I learned my ABCs. We used A, B, C, D, E, F, G. We sung them. In a black school, because that's how you learn quick. Well, did they, didn't they tell you that lie about George Washington never told a lie? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever believe that lie? <laughs> See, it's just so many lies that white folks told us. I, 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 I got a lecture of all the lies that white folks told us, and we believe it, because okay. we didn't go research it. Well, everybody in the everybody in the Old Testament was black. Yeah, and then Hannibal. You just talked about Hannibal's children. When Hannibal conquered the Europeans, that's where you get your Italian, your Sicily. Why do you think that the white folks they call them Guineans? Cause they black and white. Well, All the Mediterranean. People, if you got Mediterranean blood, Hannibal is your daddy. Yeah, and uh, those that are in the Mediterranean come out of that, that have that olive right. tone, all of them, Greece, Hannibal, all of them. Why do you think the Italians, they hate, hate us so much? Yeah, <laughs> we have the same ancestors. But it's 8 o'clock, and I've got to get off here and take right, a short break. But I thank you for your call. All righty. And uh, we'll be back, coming back in 8 o'clock hour with the attorney uh, himself, Malcolm Robinson, the barrister. We'll be back in just a few moments. We yeah, what's up? It's I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Here we go. Oh, we'd like to say good morning to those just joining us. We're starting hour number two of Church Information and Open Forum. All righty. Uh, your special guest this morning, as always, uh, second Saturday in the month, is Mr. Malcolm Robinson, Attorney Malcolm Robinson. You know him as the barrister. And again, sir, good morning. How are you? Good morning to you. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Good morning to all the listeners out there. Yes, yes, yes. And, and this is, uh, we in the midst of the Easter weekend. 
Yes, yes. Want to give recognition to that? Well, I, I like to give recognition, but see, when you studied how Easter came about, really, uh, came through a religion known as Mithraism. And uh, I, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> if you really found out what was really what was really going on when Easter was made a holiday. Yeah. Oh. Yes. I'm sure there's a lot to it. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yeah. And I'm curious, so, you know, whenever you do it, I'll be right there listening. I, I, I might do it as early as next week. Just tell, <laughs> you, tell you all about Easter, Ishtar, and uh, through Mithraism, how it really came about, how they took Jesus off the cross and hung the bonny rabbit up there, you know, and things, and your blessings which supposed to be bringing you wealth. Instead, they give you an egg. So maybe eggs may have made some people wealthy, but not many. So compared to the rest of the world, I, we will talk about that. I understand. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be there listening. Yes. But uh, there are some things uh, in law things we're facing uh, about law practices of people. And uh, it's something you said that really caught me off guard. The week you taught us about squatters, and you said squatters have no no rights in Texas. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. yes, basically that's true. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. And that doesn't mean that you don't have certain protection, but uh-huh. you don't have you don't have rights as a squatter because you are a trespasser. Mm-hmm. That's what a squatter is. Someone who that's a nice word for a trespasser. Yeah, basically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They they enter on other people's land without permission, uh-huh. and then what they do is they try and take uh, a, a little possession of that, mm-hmm. and uh, but they don't have right to possess another person's land. Uh, they can. What if they come in with a? Uh the person's, uh, you know, blessings, uh, they can come stay with them. Maybe. And when people mean it, they don't mean forever. You know how they go. They're way out there welcome. Uh, can they still be considered a squatter? Well, well, you know, that's a little question. You know, that, that, that would uh, require a little bit more discussion. Mm-hmm. If you are, if you are, yes, or you are invitee on someone else's property, mm-hmm. and you are there with their permission. Uh, but at some point, they withdraw their permission. The question is, what is your status at that mm-hmm. time? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it requires a little bit more discussion of, of the a guest or invitee's uh, status 
if the person who invited them withdraw the invitation and say, you are no longer welcome here. Mm-hmm. And now, th- during the time that the person was there, pursuant to an invitation from the, the rightful owner of the, of the property, he or she may have acquired certain rights mm-hmm. because they are a guest or invitee. And then when the person tries to withdraw the invitation, they, some of those rights may still remain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, in their mind. But now, they, they, uh, when that welcome is worn out and they put up a fight, do they have a leg to stand on in anything? Okay. Say that again. Well, when they're putting up a fight, they've been invited in and they want their welcome out. And you get ready to throw them out. What what would they say? Because I, I, I've heard of this for over the years. Really, I've heard of things like this. And and sometimes they look like they've won. I don't, I don't know. It really, it, that baffles me. <laughs> Are you planning on throwing somebody out? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, no, I don't have anybody to throw out. All that was a... Well, I have as my loved ones. Well, well, yeah. well. You know, when you when you when you hold elections and people are elected to certain bodies, and they come in there because they are duly elected, and because they they do something or you let they do something, you you try to expel them, then you might have a problem. <laughs> Election ain't but one vote in my house. Well, I understand that. It's <laughs> just one vote. I'm That's trying it. to be, I'm being a little facetious because I'm trying to talk about <laughs> yeah. Tennessee on the side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as it relates to your house, if you invite them to your house and and then at some point you tell them, well, you're no longer welcome here. <laughs> and, no, and, I definitely don't have anyone like that. No. Oh, okay. No, well, man. some people do. Uh, and then they try to uh, invite them to leave, and the person refuses to leave, and they may have acquired certain rights during their, the time that they were there. And that's what you have to deal with. Yeah. They might have built a table or something. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, let's go to our callers and see here what the people want to ask of you this morning. All of our lines are full now. Let's, let's go. Pierre, bring me bring me a call. Yeah, we have uh, Wayne on uh, line two. Wayne on line two? Yep. All right, bring him on. Good morning, Wayne. How you doing, sir? How are you? Wanted, I'm pretty good. I want to ask uh, Mr. Robinson, is, can his office uh, get these entitled to property? Right. To his office, and I'm in Fort Worth. Hey, say that again. Can can your office get the deeds and titles to property in Fort Worth? Yeah, that's in Tarrant County. Yes, uh, we 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 do represent, and we have had cases in Tarrant County. Outstanding. Well, I'll be giving you a call. 
to see can I yeah. get you to get those for me. Well, I had one time they tell you to do it yourself. Well, well, we have we have discussed that. Let me give you my number, and everybody else can write write the number down as well. I'll take this opportunity to give it again. It's two one four. It's two one four nine four one zero seven one seven extension three zero three. It's two one four nine four one zero seven one seven extension three. Zero three. I uh, appreciate you, sir. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Uh-huh. All righty. Close the line. 972-647-1893. Uh, bring me another one, Pierre. Uh, we have uh, Steve on our line three. Steve? Yeah. All righty. Bring him on. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Yes, good morning. Sir. Yes, good morning. Uh-huh. Good morning. Both of you guys. I've got a uh, question concerning the right to And as I understand the interpretation by the Supreme Court uh, in cases long ago, is that we don't have a right to vote, but we have the right not to be discriminated at the voting booth. So could you illuminate on that, Barrister? Okay, and make sure I understand your question. You said about the right to vote? Yes, sir. Okay, and you talking about uh, uh, persons generally have a right to vote? Yes, sir. Okay, yes, they have a right to vote. Uh, primarily rooted in the Constitution of the United States as well as uh, regulated by state and local laws. So, okay. so you, 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 the Constitution uh, gives you a, a, a right to vote. Okay, what, what amendment is that? Basically, basically the, if you take the uh, are you talking about African Americans or just people in general? Well, wouldn't that wouldn't that apply to African Americans as well as other people? <laughs> well, uh, well, yes, but uh, uh, and the reason I say that the reason I say that uh, the Constitution of the United States didn't say anything about a right to vote until the Fifteenth Amendment. Well, that's well, that's not correct. Article One mm-hmm. of the Constitution is uh-huh. the article that addresses the right to vote. But it doesn't provide a right to vote for African Americans. That, okay. that doesn't come until the combination of the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment. The 15th Amendment more or more specifically. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what, I, what I'm trying to get, get to, to my question is, how does the Supreme Court interpret the 15th Amendment. Does, is it a right to vote by, through the Supreme Court? The, the 15th Amendment is, is applied in conjunction with the 13th and 14th Amendment as it relates to African Americans and former slaves. Now, if you just take the 15th Amendment by itself, you don't get the clear... Uh, right, hold on, thank you. 
that you do. You have to take them in combination, really. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have to go to the First Amendment. I mean, not, I mean, not First Amendment, Article 1. Yes, sir. Okay. Did you get your answers there? Well, I, I was just, the reason I bring that up is because we've got voter suppression happening throughout the states. Okay. And then we've had Supreme Court uh, uh, knock down some of our, our uh, protections in, in uh, the 65 Voting Rights Act. So I was just trying to get some uh, uh, illumination on what's going on with our voting rights today. Well, the Voting Rights Act was, was struck down uh, part of it was struck down because it only applied to certain states. It didn't, the Voting Rights Act, when it was enacted, didn't apply to all the states. Mm-hmm. It applied to those states who had previously, uh, by law, discriminated against a certain class of the people. And they had to, uh, their, their, voting laws had to be regulated because of the fact that they had, over those years, enacted laws, which is part of the critical race theory, enacted laws to prevent and suppress the vote. Mm-hmm. And the Voting Rights Act required them to do certain things that other states may not have been required to do in order to go forward because of the fact that they had enacted and enforced those laws to perpetuate racism by law, which is, again, part of the critical race theory. Mm-hmm. See, let me just say this. No way can the critical race theory be, be avoided because it, it's enacted and codified in the law. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what critical race theory an evolution of laws that were enacted by various bodies within the United States, be they federal, state, or local, to suppress and discriminate against African Americans. So, mm-hmm. there's no way, there's no way that critical race theory can be avoided because it's evolution in the law. So all those persons out there who they know they know that they they know that so rather than them trying to avoid it they don't want you to talk about it and act like it's gonna go away or something well it's not going away and they know it's not going away because mm-hmm. all those laws are in the law books mm-hmm. okay and that's the that's what critical race theory is all mm-hmm. you do is look at the law. The law will tell you what the law, what what the intent was, and what the effect was. Oh, yeah. oh you know, again. it was something I really wanted to ask you. We're just about a, we're out of time. Uh, we're going to take a short break, but I want to ask you something. The callers are all hanging on the line. They all for uh, I'll give you time, but I wanted to ask uh, Attorney Robinson something about that. And uh, we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the money, y'all know? All right. 
Here we go. All right, we're back. Uh, Trinity Robinson, I was going to ask you that, but I'm going to wait later in the show because uh, this might would be a pretty long answer. Now, I don't want to hold people up that long and take all the calls and maybe toward the end of the show. Uh, it's something I want to ask you about, the critical race theory. All righty. Uh, um, Pierre, uh, yeah. r- bring me a call. Right, we have Lewis on uh, line four. Lewis? Lewis, yes. All right, good Good morning, Lewis. Is it, am I, do I have it wrong? Uh, He's on. Good, lo- good morning. Good. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. I'm doing fine. You doing all right? Great, great. Mm-hmm. Let me ask the barrister a question, please. I've, I've been blessed to uh, go to all those years making my uh, monthly payments finally got my stuff paid off. I have my uh, mortgage I'm talking about. I have a letter coming from the mortgage company saying that I have paid my, uh, you know, paid my home off. My question to you is, ain't I supposed to have something in my hand sort of like a, like my car title? I own my car. Like I got a title in my hand. Am I supposed to have a title in my hand for my uh, property? Yeah. Wow. The mortgage if so, company. Where do, if so, where do I go get it from? The the mortgage company will send you. Uh, are you there? Yes, sir. Can I'm here. Okay. The mortgage company will send you <clears throat> a uh, document regarding the payment of your mortgage, and included in those documents should be a release that ha- that should be filed with the clerk. Uh, in the county where the property is located, and and then you shall you should request a deed of uh, as part of those documents you should request a uh, deed of record, and it should have your name on it as the as the owner of the property. Okay, who is the, who are these people you're talking about? I need to contact. That's the clerk. That's the clerk in the county. Clerk. Where the property is located. I'm in uh, Dallas. Okay, Dallas County. Okay, very good. Dallas County Clerk's Office is where the documents should be filed. And a mortgage company may go ahead and file certain documents themselves. But they will included in the documents is a release of the mortgage lien. And then uh, you should request a copy of the deed of record, a current copy of the deed of record, which should show your name on there as the lawful owner of the property as a result of the mortgage being paid off and, and the lien being released. Okay. All right. I'll give that a shot, and I appreciate you. Appreciate your assistance, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for your call. All right. The closing line, 972 All righty, bring me another call. All right, we have Casey Thomas on line two. Yeah, get four off the line. Yeah, we can. Casey Thomas? Yes. All right, bring him on. Good morning, Councilman. Good morning, Pastor Boynette, and your guest, how you doing? Fine, we're doing fine. And how are you? I am. Mm-hmm. Doing great. 
want to share a couple of things with you. Uh, one big thing that's happening with the city, within the city on Wednesday, the city council will vote on our new comprehensive housing policy. That policy has now focused around racial equity. It's never been done before. And so one of the uh, main tenets of this policy is to create opportunities for generational wealth for individuals in black and brown communities. So we're really excited about this new change and this new focus around racial equity. Uh, I've been listening. I haven't had a chance to call in, but I know our mayor pro tem has been talking about racial equity and what we're doing as a city as relates to racial equity. And we know housing is the key to home, to wealth building. Home ownership is the key to wealth building. And so want to definitely make sure that you and your listeners were aware of that. And then uh, we're asking as many community members as possible to come down and stand with us in support of this policy. And then second, I don't know if you know this, but I'm the uh, political action chair for the state NAACP. And so mm-hmm. we had NAACP Advocacy Day this past Tuesday in Austin. We had uh, people come from all over the state of Texas to go into the Capitol to meet with our state reps and our state senators about these horrible, horrible voting bills and bills to do away with diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we need to keep going back as many times as we can. Mm-hmm. There was a hearing mm-hmm. this past Thursday night. Didn't start to 8 p.m., but it was overwhelming. People who came down and were in opposition to the bill spoke eloquently. We had people from Dallas, people from Austin, all over the state of Texas to let that particular committee know. And I want to commend Senator West because he asked a critical question about why, why they see the need to end these programs all across the state of Texas. And believe it or not, Pastor Matt Barnett, one of the first people to testify was Dr. Ben Carson. Who oh, okay. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. again, diversity, equity, inclusion programs. Well, that is so important. But could you go back and talk about that housing? What about, you say, uh, what, 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 explain that a uh, little Bring it, put it, you know, bring it down a little yeah. bit lower where everybody can get it. Absolutely. Yeah, I sure will. So when we voted in 2017 to pass our first ever comprehensive housing policy, mm-hmm. it did not take into consideration the impact of this policy, how it helps to hurt communities of color and how these programs are hurting communities of color. So we requested, when I was chair, appointed chair, we requested a racial equity audit of the housing policy. And when we came back with was 11 recommendations on how we could improve the policy with the focus on racial equity. We approved all 11 recommendations. This process began back in January 2021. And so now, uh, and so once we got those 11 recommendations approved by the full council, the city manager said, you know what, we can't just work around the edges and fix this. We need a brand new comprehensive housing policy with the foundation around racial equity. And so we had the consultants who did the racial equity audit to come in and do a series of community engagement meetings over the course of probably six to nine months to find out from community and neighborhood leaders what they wanted to see in this new policy. Mm -hmm. And based on that feedback, that's been incorporated 
into the foundation of this brand new housing policy. And so for the first time ever, the city of Dallas will have a housing policy that focuses on addressing the historical impact, negative impact that these policies have done and correct these policies going forward. Well, uh, people with those policies, uh, do we have people getting their homes uh, slipped up under them or what? again. Uh, are people getting their homes slipped from under them uh, with some of these policies that have been uh, forced or not enforced over the years? In the past, absolutely, and that's why it was a need to fix this policy. Now that we have, uh, we're, we're incorporating things that will address those things, we're talking about using this policy to put tax freezes in place in communities, historical communities, as we see these communities grow, they won't be imp- they won't be impacted. Or the current homeowners won't be impacted by the increase in taxes that they'll pay. These things are going to be incorporated into this new policy that's going to provide protection that we've long needed for our community. Attorney Robinson, can you tell me? Have you seen? Some of these things in your practice, uh, uh, people get their homes slipped from under behind certain things that city councils over the years. I'm not talking about this one. That have that they they've done over the years. Have you seen any of that? Well, well, I can't uh, at this at, at at this time point to anything specifically, but there, but there are certain actions that are taken or not taken that affect the uh, person's uh, home ownership uh, or use of their home that might be, could be improved or positively impacted by action city council. Mm-hmm. Well, if all right. Wanted, yeah, uh-huh. if, if I can, let me break something down. See, we've been talking about equality for a long time, but you can't have equality if you don't have equity. So let me explain real quick the difference in equality and equity. Equality is where everybody gets the same thing, but it's impossible for it to be fair if everybody gets the same thing. We're already behind. Equity says you've got to overinvest in areas that you've historically underinvested in mm-hmm. to bring those communities up to par. And uh-huh. then we can equally distribute the resources. See what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why we've changed the policy at City Hall. That's why we had a racial equity plan. Mm-hmm. All of these things are to say, you know what? We acknowledge the fact that we as a government have put policies in place to intentionally mm-hmm. underserve certain communities. Now we're going to fix that by looking at how we can overinvest in our, with our bond dollars, with our budget funding, with other program over invest in communities that have been under invested in and once we get to that point then we can talk about equality but we can't talk equality until we get equity okay that's so right if you're behind in a race just telling shooting a gun ain't, it's not it's not gonna help catch you up you gotta do something different gotta bring Absolutely. them up yeah I got you thank you for your call alrighty oh you are uh huh Close the line, 972-647-1893. All right, who do we have here? 
So we have Caroline Arnold, Councilwoman Caroline Arnold. Councilwoman Arnold, all right. Is that Mayor Pro Tem? Bring her on. Good, uh, good morning, Miss Mayor. Good morning. I'm a little bit under the weather with my voice, but I'm tuning in late. But it was good to hear from uh, the chair of housing, uh, Mr. Casey Thomas. Uh-huh. And just quickly talk about the policy. Uh, he's correct on point and on equity, and that's pretty much what this city manager has brought to the table in terms of policies. Uh, that we need and how we should develop our policies based on that on the ground root of equity. So uh, on the question you just asked about what is the prior councils have done is that you have prior councils in some cases who have simply moved forward with development that oftentimes impacted negatively the housing that we keep asking about in terms of displacement, gentrification and displacement. And we, we don't have, we haven't had tools to really focus on tools to help people keep their homes. Yeah, many. All right, hold on, you'll be next. At the same time, get equitable solutions. Yeah, it's and very so busy today. <laughs> hold on, you'll be there next. Uh, Big Mama's property in the bottom because much of what we're, we have taken as a city through our land bank are properties that families fail to protect by securing a legal document such as your trust or your will so that the property could be passed on from generation to generation. So you'd see the demise of many of our historically, let's say black communities in particular, and we're seeing it now even <laughs> in the black and brown communities, where we just continue to pass our properties on to the city. Or to the, you know, to a, to a, a <laughs> that just takes it. So, you know, I, I'm going to continue to encourage us to listen to this program with, with, with Attorney <laughs> Malcolm. He's talking to us about the need to get legal. <clears throat> yeah, and quickly, we have a senior right now, like 91 years old, and we're trying to secure help for her because for her because she doesn't have a family that's actively engaged in her life. She's a property owner. She needs to have an attorney to kind of sit down and walk us through, you know, the process. Because that's the type of thing <coughs> where the, the government should come in and upon death, the property just sits there until we, until we go through the process and take it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want. And then the other piece that continues to hurt our housing stock, and with through that, I know you're on another topic, has to be the lack of infrastructure, mm -hmm. lack of... Uh, uh, a public safety support and, and we're going to be working on that in District uh, 4 on Tuesday, April 18th from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. We will be at the Beckley Center uh, Recreation Center to mm -hmm. talk more about public safety but public safety also helps us to stay in our neighborhood mm -hmm. when it gets to the point where it's no safety people tend to move and then we continue to push us out to the suburbs and other places. So I did want to just kind of hone in on that, but I keep going back to the need for uh -huh. us to begin to understand the importance of probating wills, well, having wills, or having trust, and then probating and executing. So it goes back to the legal system, and we have got to stop calling for the old quick ropey dope Closing our eyes and say, God is that going to take God doesn't come down to write wills and execute 
you know, uh, documents upon someone's death. All right. Uh, thank you for your call. Uh, Ms. Mayor Pro Tim of Dallas, because it seems like so many people get messed around. Uh, Attorney Robinson, is is it as bad now as it used to be, or what is it? I can't. Well, (coughs) to a certain extent, it's better, but then to the other extent, you know, we have to do a lot of uh, uh, work ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to come to certain realizations. Mm-hmm. And and one realization that's hard for African Americans, I've noticed, to get the grip of is that there is no birthright. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that you are uh, someone's child or offspring <coughs> does not get you a right to inherit any of their assets, including any interest that they may have in property just by virtue of your birth. And Mm -hmm. we have to get that across. And sometimes it's difficult to get across. And so uh, I spent a lot of time trying to get people to be aware that, that you don't just acquire access to your parents and your grandparents asset just by by virtue of the fact that you are their grandchild. Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 and sometimes we don't want to accept that and some of, and some of us argue against that and, and we and we refuse to take the necessary steps to assure whatever rights that we think we have and then subsequently we find out we don't have any and then it becomes very pain, more painful. So, right. And can I add this little point as well, since uh, the attorney mentioned that, we have, uh, every council member had a million dollars ARPA money that came from the federal government to invest in their community as they saw fit. So I put some funds behind, in, in home repair, streets, and some other things. Yeah. But for some of the homes, for example, in the bottom, we have, here you have money designed to help with the home repair, but then you have the exact description of what uh, attorney just described. You may have family uh, individual who's, we have one man right now, he's staying in a home that he really needs help. It's a dilapidated structure. But upon investigation, we find that the, the woman that originally owned the house died and we think the daughter has a right to, you know, to be the, the manager of the property. But in the meantime, you've got this daughter and some bro- and she doesn't want to when t- contact is what I was told there is still a cloud between her and some other siblings okay so, could y'all hold one second could y'all yeah. hold hold up one second I'm up against yeah. a short break and uh, we're gonna break and we'll be right back we'll run yeah what's up all right, all right. We're back in our last segment. On the line with us is our guest every every second Saturday in the month, attorney uh, Malcolm Robinson, and then we have Dallas City Councilwoman, um, Mrs. 
you know, it's, 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 this cold got me where I, I came. Uh, <clears throat> um, Councilwoman, introduce yourself right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is she there? Yeah. And I do represent the, the District 4, and uh, I'm here primarily with a district that pretty much represents many of the challenges that Attorney Robinson keeps trying to help us to get a grip on. And so what happens is that once we pull the facts and the data, we have many properties uh, that need legal help, and, and, it, it, and the help comes with understanding that there are so many different schemes out here until when folks take advantage of what what you fail to do in terms of getting your legal, you know, the wills and that, and that path established, then that's why, that's another reason we keep losing everything. But as I stated earlier, when we fail to do that, you have a scenario, just as what I described, here you have a renter who now has no authority, ability to accept the monies that we're trying to give in that area so that his property can be raised up to the level of what he sees coming up around him. And so so at this time, he continues to have to live in just a, a cracked structure. And eventually that's probably gonna fall into the hands of the city. And so we keep asking folks to do what the uh, attorney is saying. Don't be afraid to talk to a real certified attorney. And it's gonna cost you, of course, but it's going to cost you even more when you lose. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about equity and ownership, we have to all, we also see folks who, who, if they inquire, if they acquire land, then they start talking about taxes. And folks need to understand that if you acquire tax, uh, inherit a property, and you're under, let's say, uh, the age of 65, you're going to have to pay some taxes on your based on your situation, not on Big Mama's uh, uh, uh uh, write off or her ability to, you know, write off or be protected from, you know, paying taxes. And I'm looking for the right word after after we're age with. That may be her homestead, but you've got to start all over again. So it's about now we're pushing for equity, but it does take a time, take a moment for the whole philosophical approach to serving our constituents to, to follow through because we still have a lot of rhetoric around equity. And when it comes to implementation, then sometimes some of us revert back to our old ways or the old ways of the other council members of, of previous councils based on, of course, systemic racism and, and just omission and oppression because mm-hmm. that was the sign of the times. And that's what you see now that's coming back for us with a governor who talks about getting away with diversity and inclusion. you got a, a, a now we we'll probably have an ex uh, president who's a who is in a, a political jeopardy who's also fueling the fire of going backwards to racism and hatred that's a filtering down to our policy yes, 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 so yes. so it's about folks staying woke calling us mm-hmm. listening to this program yes. but trust me what you what what attorney Malcolm is saying is the truth you've got to get a legal document and legal understanding of what your rights are being born, and that was a wake-up for me. Being born in that household doesn't necessarily mean you're an heir. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and I understand that. Once folks start working through the scheme, they understand. You might be born in that house, but there may be some difference in terms of how you got there. 
Well, that blew my mind when he said that because I was like most people. I thought it just because you were born in that family made you automatically an heir, but he schooled, I know he schooled me and said, no, that does not, it doesn't work that way. But we want to thank you. We want to thank you, our mayor, and uh, we'll be waiting for some more good information on next week from you because I want to stay on this because yeah. I'm getting too many people coming up to me telling me about they're about to lose their homes. There's right. something going on here I don't like. Right. But right. you got to be able to put my finger on it, okay? Okay, well, thank you so much. And if they need to call us, they can call us, Carolyn King, Mayor Pro Tem, Carolyn King Arnold's office. Bill Foster will be there to answer the call, 214-670-0780. That's 214-670-0780. We don't want anyone to lose their homes. We can't buy the house. We can't build a brand-new house without helping getting partners. But I want them to know there is help there in the, the Mayor Pro Tem's office. Thank you so very much, and thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you very Thank much. You. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, all right. All righty, uh, let's go back to some more callers. Uh, bring me on. Who do we have? Uh, Imani is on line two. Imani? Yes. All righty. Bring. Good morning, Imani. Well, I've been waiting a long time. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. after hours. But yeah. I want to let the, the Penny Robinson, we, I hear you. I know it's the, the black man's. White man's heaven is a black man's hell. We both know what we're talking about. And I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, right. I'm here and I know who uh, there's millions of you listening, but we know who you who, who you are. And Powernomics uh, Corporation, we meeting in Houston. And I wish Dr. Edwards and Dr. Attorney Robinson and, and Carolyn and Casey would all come together. Oh, by the way, Casey, thank you for reading Powernomics' book and, and it's spreading. But we are coming together, Pastor. Thank you for being here. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are coming together. We're not going to tell everybody what we're doing, but we got 24,000 of us probably in Houston meeting up, talking about our problems. Thank you. And we are, so I hear what you're doing. And then, and, and and, 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 and Tony, I'm going to ask you this question, and I'm going to hang up since we only get a few minutes uh, every, you know, once a week for two hours. Uh, tell me, tell me what gentrification means, and I'm going to hang up and listen. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you for your call, all right? Mm-hmm. Well, real, I mean, real quickly, gentrification means that based on certain events, your home or your property uh, value goes up and your property taxes go up and you are unable to maintain your your interest in that property because you cannot pay the property taxes based upon the value. The increase in value is supposed to be a good thing, but it, it, it results in increase in property taxes, and you have to maintain that. And if it gets to a level where you can't afford it, then somebody else will come along and, and, and purchase it, and and then you have to uh, sell your, your property or sell interest in your property. That's that's kind of a simple, you know, I'm, I'm cutting it way down, but that's kind of the result of it. Mm-hmm. Lose your property because your property values go up. Yeah, uh, is it when that's when other people of other ethnicities begin to show up in your neighborhood and send you letters and cards 
talking about they would love to have your house? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, believe me, it's going on big time in Dallas. Yeah. I know people, my, even my, I mean, my, myself, excuse me, yeah. is telling me, telling me how much they like my house. Yeah. I call them back and let them know I like it, too. Yeah. You know, uh, but it's really happening. Let's, let's, let's try to run through because uh, we got people been holding a long time. Uh, we'll try to get to them. Uh, uh, bring me up somebody uh, that's been holding a long time. Uh, yeah, we we have uh, uh, Corey on the line four. Corey? Yes. All right. Good morning, Corey. Morning, Rev. Hey, real, real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. This is a problem that I, that I do see in our neighborhoods uh, that a lot of older people don't understand. A lot of, and, and y'all know what I'm talking about, a lot of, a lot of black families what we continue to do is, you know, Big Mama's house, Big Daddy's house, or whatever. They want to give it to the to to the relative that's the most productive. They want to put it in their name, but they want to have the ones that get in trouble and the knucklehead cousins and everybody a place to lay their head when they come home from jail. And but they don't want you to run it or anything like that when being responsible for the business or the bills of it. They just want to put it in your name. And have the have the knuckleheads running, and the knuckleheads running running in the ground, and the the productive relatives, brothers, sisters, or whatever, at that time, they just usually walk away from it and leave it alone. Which I mean, at some point, you you can kind of understand it in a way, but it's a detriment to our community. When I see look at the other races, they look at they leave when they leave property, they leave it to their most productive members of their families and let them most productive members run it. A lot of our family want to put it in the person with good credit and good business in his name, but they don't want them to run anything. All right. And Tony Robinson, you run anything of those? Well, I mean, he's generalizing based upon, I guess, his uh, experiences that he's had with other people. And I, 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 can't, I can't contradict that to a certain extent, but I can't say that that's the way it is. And generalize as it relates to African I'm, I'm not generalizing. I'm just saying a lot of, a great majority of our people do that. I've seen well, plenty of times. Well, and, and, and a lot of times we do that because we don't have an understanding. Again, you get to that birthright thing. And until we get a, a clear understanding of the birthright and what it is and what it isn't, then, then that results in those type of uh, interpretations and, and misunderstandings of person's position. But I'm just, I'm just looking at I'm just looking at the fact if you look at most African American neighborhoods, gentrification because of issues like that is happening nationwide. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all have a good one. All right, All right. thank you. Uh-huh. That clears the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who we have here? Uh Louise on line two. Louise? Yes. All right. Good morning, Louise. Hello? Hello? Hello, yes. Mm-hmm. Hello. Go right ahead. You're on air. Good morning. It's Lisa, not Lisa. Lisa. Uh, good morning to you, Brad. I had called you last Saturday about the 
mixed up with the Jimmy Carter and the, uh, what do you call it, Ronald Reagan humanity? Well, it was Jimmy Carter. I looked it up. So, <laughs> But mm-hmm. I want to go on the air and apologize if I made it offensive on anybody. I didn't mean to. So it's just a common mistake. But uh, I wanted to tell you that I live in a in a, a different culture neighborhood, you know, and without due respect, um, I had talked to this uh, dark-skinned person, and basically because their child was being very disrespectful, I tried to convey him, and I told him to uh, try to convey him and he, uh, about their child's behavior, okay, and he, and he tells me, you must be blind. <laughs> He's the one who's misbehaving too. I don't understand today's parents. They don't uh, respect their, their children growing up as you know, as respectful children as of today's world, including themselves. I don't get it. You? Well, I don't. You're talking about this Ranieri. Yeah, you got this. Come on, Malcolm. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea of what she's referencing. Uh, well, it goes further than that detail, but I'm I'm just as shocked as the child's behavior. They were yelling so early in the morning at the bus stop, and she and the child swore at me, and she says in front of her peers, you know, she, I don't know if I could swear in the, in the on the radio. She said the D word, and you know, hey, lady, she had the D garage if you don't want to hear me yelling. And she's just a kid, you know, you know, trying to be cool. And then <laughs> the following day, I was trying to catch the parent, right? And then I talked to the parent and then about the situation. And then um, I said to the parent, well, the, per- the child, your child's not only being disrespectful to himself, he's being disrespectful to me, not only to, not only to me, to the neighborhood. And he goes, well, you must be blind. Well. I tell you what, uh, we'll see about that next week, all righty? Bring me another call on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Who do we have? Right, so... Who? We have Gloria on the line three. Gloria? All right, we will give her a minute because we got to go. Uh, good morning, Gloria. Gloria? Hello? Gloria? Then out there. Uh, Can you good morning? Can yeah. Morning, please? Do, is, we got her? Hello? Yeah. Yes, I can't hear you. Okay. okay. All right. You right. okay? I tell you what. Right, she, she's in the air. She's there. Ah, okay. boy, she's held me up. Uh, good morning. Uh, Hello? Yes. Go right ahead. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. I'm calling regarding the voting. I, t- I tell you what, I hate to do this, but the lack cause of time, and that's such a broad subject. Uh, we call me back next week. Uh, good morning, uh, Trina Robinson. Yes. Give out your number one more time. Okay. The number is two one four nine four one zero seven. One seven extension three zero three. Okay. Two one four nine four one zero seven one seven extension three zero three. Robinson and Hoskins. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. 
Coming next, Workers' Beat, y'all. We'll have them in just a few seconds. Soon as I can beat it. Oh, yeah. All right.